Welcome everyone back to Alpha and Omega TV. I'm your host Franco and here with me today is my dear friend Derek. Derek, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Glad uh, to be here. All right, brother. So uh, I want to get directly into this because uh, I know you have something very urgent to do after this. <laughs> so uh, that's an inside joke, by the way. Um, so thank you. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like you said to not make it awkward. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so we're here today because uh, as two minorities, not that that matters or anything, but we just wanted to have a conversation. He's Mexican. I'm black. Pretty much. Thank you for saying that. So we that's to put things into perspective to people talking about things that are happening currently. Uh, we want to give you guys our take and we want you guys to see that two people of different um, backgrounds uh, ethnic and walks of life can have a cordial conversation and we might disagree on some points we might have some pushback on certain points as well but we've done this before in person and we've not recorded it we've had pushbacks we have different point of views but we can continue to be friends we can continue to love one another as brothers in christ and uh that's the beauty you of didn't, you didn't get my email what email we're, we're no longer friends i thought we oh snap oh man well, this is awkward uh this individual who's in front of me, who used to be my friend, uh, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation, and we want you guys to be a part of that conversation, even though you're not going to be speaking. But we want you guys to know what's in it. So uh, let's get right into it, Derek. Uh, what's what's going on? What's in your mind? Everyone's thinking so many things, so many things going on right now. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the protests that have been in response to uh, George Floyd, who... Mm -hmm. Uh, an officer took his knee, kept it on his uh, neck, and pretty much asphyxiated him, and he died shortly after, uh, pronounced dead. And now everyone's up in arms, and justly so, as this shouldn't have happened. Um, there's peaceful protests, but there's also the ugly side, which is the looting, the vandalism, the, you know, trying to uh, take out even cops and stuff like that. So what do you think about all That's, this? Uh, first things first, the looting and the vandalism, that is not a protest. That is um, people taking advantage of a situation um, for their own gain. Agreed. Um, the people that are peacefully protesting are protesting rightfully so. Um, in America, we've had this issue where black men have been gunned down or strangled or just killed unarmed um, with, with no cause. And People are fed up. We are fed up. As the black community, we are fed up. I mean, we as black parents have to sit our kids down, our young black men, and say and have this conversation with them about how to react when they're in front of a police officer that if their white friends are mouthing off to the police officer, they can't themselves. They can't be upset at any confrontation they have with the police officer any interaction they have with the police officer they have to not express their feelings because these things are happening in our society to our young black men and even then it, it can be where um, a young black man is compliant and um, things still turn for the negative um, before we get further into this conversation I do want to say um, that not all black men are gangsters not all Mexicans are illegal not all white people are racist not all cops are bad amen to that and if you think that i really need you to get that out your mind yeah because that's not true it is the handful of people inside each group inside each community 
that turns and makes the rest of the group look bad. Because I have a lot of officer friends that have said um, publicly that they do not agree with what has happened. Um, also, you have officers um, all throughout the country taking knees in front of federal buildings um, in protest, showing that they do not stand behind the officers um, in this video. Absolutely. And that's a very good point to, to point out, uh, simply because it must be said. It must be said. And uh, right now it is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it is black people speaking out. And right now that the spotlight is is on this community. It's on your community, the yeah. black community. Um, so staying focused on that, it's great to he have someone in the black community saying, hey, um, everything else that isn't peaceful protest, um, it's like the vandalism, the looting, all that, that has nothing to do, nothing to do with it. the movement itself of raising awareness of what is happening in America, what has been happening for a long time. Um, it's, I think you could say that it has been predominantly to the black community, you know, because yeah. other minorities have been affected by it. Uh, it could be not as much. Maybe it's not covered as much. Um, I don't know the statistics, but I'm not going to you know, speculate. Mm -hmm. But right now it is that time to raise awareness for this issue. And that's kind of why I wanted to have a conversation with him because he's, he's always been very vocal um, about everything. But something I love about Derek, just a little quick side note, is uh, I don't think he's ever taken a, a victim-type mentality uh, in regards to any of this. And, and that's something that I've always appreciated about him. Um, he's always tried to be the bigger person. He's a law-abiding citizen. Um, and he's one of those people that, you know, you can... You, there might be a person on the side of the road who needs help. He'll get off and help them. So um, with that being said, uh, thank you for saying that. Thank you for clearing that up. I, I agree 100% with everything you just said. Um, and I don't think if George Floyd was alive today and he would to see all of this, I don't think um, he'd be very happy with uh, everything that's going on. And it's, and it's not just the black community right now that's looting, vandalizing or anything. Um, it's everyone. It's every race, every color. That's where you, know, you see. I'm you know, glad, I'm glad you said that. Um, for anyone that's listening, um, don't ever let somebody lie to you and say that it's only the black community out here. It's not. Um, and it, it's not, like I said, it's not people out here. The people that are looting and breaking into stores and burning buildings down, they're not, they're not protesting. They are taking advantage of the police officers being preoccupied right. by the groups that are protesting and the lack of officers patrolling the street. And they are taking that opportunity to gain what they want to gain from looting and, and breaking and vandalism and all this other stuff. But these are not people that are there for the protest. These are people that are there just for their own gain and whatever they want out of this. Exactly. And just like in every race, there's going to be uh, bad apples, we shall say. Um, that's going to be like that in everywhere. Every organization say the police department, FBI, CIA, uh, fire department, everyone is going to have people who think that they are above the law, think that they can uh, use their authority to oppress other races and uh, oppress people in general. Um, there are going to be people like that everywhere. And, you know, despite everything that's going on right now, unfortunately, this is still going to happen. Hopefully, the, the hopefully the rate at which it's happening decreases substantially and that is the goal of the protest and to completely eliminate it one day. But honestly, realistically speaking, I don't think that is ever going to completely stop. There, it's going to keep happening whether we see it, hear about it, or know about it. 
Uh, but obviously, it's going to keep happening because bad people, racist people, and, and people of all types of walks of life, I mean, they're being born every day. They're mm -hmm. being uh, pretty much indoctrinated to believe certain things. Um, so that is going to continue happening. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen world as the Bible teaches us. So we know that the evil will continue, you know, but that is not a, a reason to to not let our voices be heard, you know, with everything that's going on. So thank you for sharing that. Um, what what has your experience been like? I don't know if you've ever had an experience um, with the police where you felt like maybe you were unjustly uh, accused or something like that or any any run in with any uh, law enforcement or whatever where you feel like you were targeted because you were black. I've had a situation um, in the past. It was in the high school. In the high school. It was when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, this person that lied to me or lied on me. Right. And um, instead of, you know, having a chance to speak the truth or talk about the situation, it was kind of like, oh, well, we're just going to put you in handcuffs and take you to jail. Okay. You know, um, that and then other situations that just happened in life. And, you know, we're not just... The protests aren't just on police brutality. Yes, this is what sparked the protest. But it, the protest is mainly on racism in America and how the black community is being treated. This is exactly what this is. The black community, we are fed up, fed up. We're done. And that's why this, this protest is going on. That's why there are so many people out in these streets that are peaceful protesting. That's why these signs are being made. That's why voices are being heard from blocks and blocks of way, screaming, shouting at the top of their lungs because they want people to hear them. We want to be heard. It's been so long in America where this has been ignored. Every year this happens every year. It's like once a month, we hear another story about a young black man has been gunned down or a young black man has been killed. And it's not just by cops. That's the thing. We had that one story about the young man that was running in the neighborhood and he was gunned down by these two men. So right. this is what we're dealing with. I'm taking it all in, bro. I'm taking it all in. Absolutely. I think, um, would you say that in any of these situations, there's many to name that, you know, you have, a police officer um, killing a black person or you have two random guys or a man is jogging down the street uh, they have an altercation and they shoot the man and he dies um, there's so many cases but would you say that in any of these cases not even just those cases because I think those cases we've already determined that they were innocent mm -hmm. you know but there's other cases I think where um they kind of just throw that in the bunch where there has been a violent person or there has been someone who's resisted arrest um, and they've taken split actions or somebody had a gun. Uh, what would you say about those cases? You see, the media likes to likes to play the emotions of the people that are watching. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the big issue that we have in America. Oh, yeah. The media is to blame for a lot of things. The media, sure. the media loves to flip things. And make it seem that it's not so. Now, if you have a man and he's shooting at police officers or he's fighting, like fist fighting, and he's got weapons and he's trying to attack or he's aiming to harm or kill a police officer, 
then it isn't that police officer's right to take whatever action to spare his life. But what we're talking about right now with the protests that are going on right now, it's not about those situations. I mean, right. we have these clear cut situations where it's like, yo, what in the world makes you think that this is okay? This is another human being, right? Like you feel as though you're above this person so much that their life does not matter to you. That is what we're talking about. Right. So exactly. So just kind of separating the two, because there's a lot of cases for every race of people who go out, they have a gun um, or they have they're violent or they're trying to um, resist arrest. Then, yes, officers are going to use a little more force, even lethal force if necessary, if the person is armed or they're dangerous or they feel as if they're going to threaten the life of somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think they already know they're going to use lethal force. So we, we got to separate the situation from from that. Um, these were just recently. We're talking about recently. These two men, uh, George Floyd, and I think his name was Amud, Amud, uh, the one who was jogging. Um, I think it was that was his name. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but these two were innocent individuals. Shouldn't have died. Shouldn't have happened the way it did. Um, and these are two different two different situations. One, innocent people. Uh, no weapons, weren't causing any trouble, falsely accused. And then there's the other uh, section of any race of person who is armed, dangerous, violent. Uh, yes, the police is going to be a little more aggressive because this is all across the board. People complain about police officers mishandling people, but I've seen some pretty violent people. And I'm talking about Mexican. I'm talking to white people, all kinds. They get aggressive. They resist arrest. And, you know, they tackle them down and people are like, why are you using that force? Well, it's because they're resisting arrest. Mm -hmm. So that has to be spoken about as well. You know, that police officers are people too, like just you, like you and me. It's their job. And um, a lot of us have called the, pol the police at one point or another, hoping they would come to make sure the situation see, is taken care of. That's why I said what I said at the beginning. Right. Um, is that not all police officers are bad. Like I have um, officers that are friends and they say themselves that they do not stand behind. Um, what has happened? They don't stand behind any of these um, killing of unarmed black men. Um, so you have to put yourself um, in a police officer's shoes as well. Yeah. On so, the other side, um, imagine waking up in the morning and you're getting ready for work and you see this all going go, happening on the news, and you see this happening, and now it's another officer killing another man. Yeah. And you have to go into work that morning. Imagine what how that makes you feel. Like wow. I'm out here. I'm in my community. They see me. I'm patrolling. I'm I'm helping those that are in need. Mm -hmm. I'm giving my life for this community every single day. I put this badge on. I run that chance of not coming home. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But now the community is in an uproar and they're mad at that officer that is woken up in the morning, but he's done nothing wrong. Right. And that's what we have to separate. We can't say Absolutely. that all police officers are bad. We can't say that because there are officers out here that are doing their job just like everybody else. And they are protecting you. When you make that phone call because somebody broke into your house or somebody's trying to shoot you up, that officer drives on scene and runs into the danger yep. instead of saying, oh, we're just going to wait until the shooting is done. No. I mean, take the San Bernardino shootings, for example. Those officers ran into that building. Yeah. The first officers on scene had no backup. It was just them. They ran into that building. 
They didn't know what was behind they the doors. They had no idea what's behind the doors. They don't know what, what kind of weapons yep. they have. They don't know what how angry or upset these people are. They don't know their motives. All they know is there are people inside that we have to get out, that we have to protect. So as, as this is all going on, you have to, again, remember that not all officers are bad. There are officers that are out here that are just doing their job, trying to protect and serve the community that they work for. Absolutely. And a lot of them have families to get home to. A lot of their kids, I'm pretty sure, and wives of these officers. And then for the female officer, husbands and kids, I'm pretty sure right now is a very scary time for them because they don't know if a protester, not even a protester, I'm just talking about someone who's in that group but is out to do no good. Yeah. If there's one of those people in the group and all of a sudden, you know, they they do something to hurt that officer or kill that officer, that is I don't think that is what this protest is about. No, not at all. Endangering another cop's life or endangering a protester's life. These are all humans. We're all human at the end of the day. And I'm glad that you bring that up because uh, I was covering the protests on Sunday. Um, and I did notice a few people, most of them were black, getting in the officers' faces, taunting them, shouting, yelling, and, and, and just pretty much letting off their steam. Um, what do you say about that? I, what, what, what is your take on that with what you just said? They're trying to make their voice heard. I mean, that's that's the whole point of the protest. That's what they're doing. They're making their voice heard. Now, as long as they're not putting their hands on these officers, there's nothing that, that you know what I'm saying? Like, there shouldn't be anything to go wrong in between that. It's a protest. That's what a protest is. I'm going to shout. I'm going to scream. I'm going to speak so that you can hear me, so that you can understand me, so that you may understand that, that we are tired. We are tired of black men being killed. We are tired of innocent lives being killed by police officers. And it may not be that officer himself that is killing people or hurting people or anything like that. But what these what these protesters are doing is they're they're saying they're saying it to you, but they want you to relay that message back to whoever is above you. And then they relay that message back to whoever is above them. That's exactly what's going on. Now, for those that are trying to provoke officers into action that's wrong and again that's not peaceful protest if you're out there and you're throwing stuff at police officers and you're hitting them and all this stuff one they're going to react i don't understand why people think police officers aren't going to they're going to react but two that's not a protest it's not a peaceful protest right. you have to remember that at the end of the day these police officers do have to go home to their families their husbands or wives their kids so at the end of the day, they are going to band together to protect each other and protect the community that they are they're they're hired to protect. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. Um, and very interesting perspective. Um, uh, the type of person that I am, I guess I I would disagree with um, getting in their faces and shouting at them because it's not their fault. But now since you put it that way, I could see why people would. Um, it's just letting out their anger and frustration and, like you said, to relay the message. So um, I didn't understand it. I understand it now with that perspective that you just put into into view. Mm -hmm. And again, that's why we have these conversations. Yeah. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it still. Um, but as long as, like you said, they're not provoking a reaction from the officer. Then they're fine. You know, as long as they're not, you know, inciting them to do something. Yeah. You know, because some of these people were taunting, 
some of these people were like, you know, put your hands on me, blah, blah, blah. You know? And okay, like you said, there's, there's, there's two sides of this, you know, there's letting your voice be heard. And then there's the whole taunting and, and, and inciting a reaction. Um, I just would but say, even don't then, do it. But even then, even if like someone, for example, even if someone's in your face and they're saying, you know, oh, you know, put your hands on me. I dare you, blah, blah, blah. Their words should never provoke an officer. To do right. Such right. Because they're trained for that. Kind because of they're trained. They're right. supposed to be trained to, to not let words affect you. So, so so someone is out here and they're they're talking, you know, um, and they're upset and they're yelling and they're screaming and they're, you know, I dare you. I dare you. You know, they say that and the officer takes the dare. That's on the officer, not on the protester. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The first person to react and to respond, um, they're at fault. Definitely. Definitely. Um, the taunting is, uh, I think it's uncalled for, but uh, like you said, it's, it's letting off steam. And this way they let it off on an officer. Hopefully in there it's over, you know, like they yeah. let that out of their system. They get the message out. I was recording some of those encounters so that way people can see and also be aware of what's going on. So uh, that's why I like to cover it up close and personal. Um, I didn't put my opinion in regards to that simply because I want just people to see it, have their own opinion, do their own research mm -hmm. um, and agree or disagree with it. You know, so definitely uh, that's one of the things that I saw. Another things that I saw were um, this was very interesting. Um, this it was uh, some kid. He wasn't a black kid. I don't know if he was Hispanic or white, uh, but he grabbed the rock and he threw it at this uh, SUV that looked like a police SUV. Looked like a police SUV. It was all black and it did have some flashing lights in the front, but they weren't on or anything. The car was just off. Threw a rock in the back, um, the rear shield uh, window, the rear window, and then uh, proceeded to take a rock and put it into the front of the windshield. Uh, the front of the windshield broke. The one, the back cracked. Um, and then some media guy comes and it happens to be his vehicle. And he he's right there in front of him. And, they, and you know, they shake hands. Hey, I'm really sorry. I thought it was a cop uh, car. I mean, regardless, if it would have been a cop car, there's no need to vandalize no. Uh, state property. There's, there's, no need, there's no need to vandalize, period. There's no need. And that's, that's when it moves from being a peaceful protest. You know, that, that's where it moves from. Now you're breaking the law. Absolutely. You know, and for those that are doing that, even if, let's say you just take it to that level, right? Even if that's out of anger, I, I need people to remember why you're protesting. You know, we're trying to show, you know, the protest is that Black Lives Matter, that these young black men should not be feared of so much that your first resort is to kill them. Right. But how is that being relayed? How is that being spoken if your first resort is violence? Absolutely. So two wrongs don't make a right. My mama's always said that. Your mama's, everybody's mama's always said everybody's that. Mom everybody's mom has said that. Everybody's mama. No, say mama. Everybody's, everybody's mama. mother has said, <laughs> has said that. Everybody's two, mama has said that. <laughs> two, two wrongs, two wrongs don't make a right. right. So if, your resort is violence, then you should understand why their resort is violence. Absolutely. I mean, you have to paint this picture, right? You can't be hypocritical. In you that. can't. You, you can't. can't. Because, exactly. because the more violent you get, the more violent the other party is going to get. I mean, this is why we have wars. This is why um, gangs fight each other. Because you kill my homie, I'm going to kill mm -hmm. you two of your homies. This right. is the same thing. So imagine this picture. 
You have this officer and his knees on the neck of this man. Then you have three black men behind him with bricks. Then you have four police officers behind them with batons. Then you have 10, yeah. 10 black men behind yep. them with guns. You see what I'm saying? It just yeah, gets worse and worse and worse. Exactly. But right now, it's like you're only focused in on the small picture, which is the white officer on a black man's neck. But behind that whole picture, it's like at the end of the day, it's people who have evil in their hearts, people who have the malintent, and people who are probably, I, I don't know if he's racist or not. I don't know. I, I haven't read anything on that. So he could be, or he could just not care about the people that he takes down. You know, so I leave room for other perspectives. Mm -hmm. I leave room. Um, like we were just talking about this. I, I want to use this as an example because I leave room for, for speculation. I like to get the story, you know, straight um, from the best, the, the, the closest source possible. If it's yeah. the source, perfect. You know, if not, I don't like to just take it from anyone because we were just talking about the picture. Oh, yeah. So, so there's a picture right now circling social media. It's, it's picking up traction. Um, it's a picture of a police officer with a rubber bullet gun pointed what looks like to be uh, directly at a black man and his daughter, right? His daughter on her shoulders. Um, so it looks, from the perspective that that picture is shot, it looks like he's pointing it at the man. Right, but I sent it to you. So, what, first take. What did you What did you think? Or you're gonna say something? Go for that it. That was first. on purpose. Okay. The angle of that picture was taken at that taken at that angle. Okay. On purpose. Now there are people out here that want this rioting to continue. They want the protests to continue. I mean, the protests. Yeah, the protests are going to continue, but they want the the violence and the rioting and the the burning of buildings and the um, defacing of property. They want that to continue. So they post and put pictures out in in social media so that people can become enraged. Right. And they start to protest more or they start to riot more. They start to burn buildings down more. You know, when you look at that picture, all you have to do is look at the eyes of the police officer. Because I sent it to you, right? Yeah. I didn't tell you anything. No, I just it sent me. it to you. And I wanted you to see for yourself. And one of the first thing he tells me is, OK, well, his eyes are pointed a different direction. Yeah. His eyes, his eyes are. So when you have a police officer that's gone through training um, for months on end and they in this training, they teach them how to shoot, how to fire weapons. Um, they teach you in anytime you fire any type of uh, firearm or anything that that launches. Your eyes are always pointed at your target. Your eyes aren't going to veer off to another direction if you have a weapon pointed at this opposite target. So a trained officer would not have his eyes pointed somewhere else if he's targeting this other thing so in that picture like i said it was taken at that angle on purpose because somebody wants this picture to leak somebody wants this to enrage the community and make us even oh well, now they don't like little girls like now it's just it, it explodes and if you don't take the time to look at it or if you don't take the time to kind of look at the source of where it's coming from or even just look at the picture or find another picture of, or find the same picture but from a different angle, then your mind is going to venture to where they want you to venture. Exactly. And and then I sent you the other picture and it clearly showed exactly what he sent. It showed the officer pointing the gun at a different perspective, at a different person. So from a different perspective, you see the officer pointing the gun at someone else. So it was probably a rioter. It was probably someone who was doing something they shouldn't be doing or whatever, but it was not pointed at the man and his daughter. 
So, and as Derek was saying, that a lot of people get enraged, especially with the environment and the atmosphere today. It very easily can flip a switch in somebody's head and they might go out and do something really dumb just because people are spreading these lies and these pictures that are meant propaganda it's propaganda exactly so what can you say bro and i say the black community because right now it's it, the 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 light or the spotlight is on you guys it's on the black community um and it's on this basically unjust stuff that has been going on forever what would you say to people who right now are just looking at their social media looking at a ton of images ton of videos um and seeing a lot of these things being propaganda what would you say to them in regards to what we are seeing right now which is is, is a, a high flow of these negative images and things that would very easily anger anyone especially during this time don't take it at first sight period don't don't take it at first sight and if you're becoming overwhelmed by what you're seeing on social media get off Exactly. I mean, um, even Black Lives Matter had a protest today, um, Blackout Tuesday, where they blacked out social media. I mean, it's just, like I said, there are people that want the riots to continue. People want mass anarchy in the United States of America. And they're the ones that are taking pictures at certain angles to make people feel a certain way about certain things. But you can't take it at first sight. If you see a story or if you read a story, try to look that story up from a different source. If you see it on CNN, go to ABC7. You know what I'm saying? If you see it on ABC7, go to, you know, the Channel 5 News or whatever news source that's out there for you to get it from. You know, you just can't take that one story and think, oh, this is complete truth. Mm -hmm. Because you have to remember that these pictures on social media, they're not filtered. Um, they can lie and lie and lie. People can lie and lie and lie and no one's going to stop them. But it's up to you to do the research for yourself. Absolutely. And to nail that home, nail that point home. I was talking about the situation with the media guy in his uh, SUV, right? So he got into his SUV and drove off. And right away you hear people saying, oh, he's taking the cop car. He's stealing the cop car again. <laughs> and, and, I, and I started telling them. That's his car. <laughs> That's his car. That's not. And some of them were like, oh, okay, okay. And then some of them just kept saying, oh, he straight up took the cop car. He straight up took the car. That's, that's what's wrong today with society. One person says it. Everybody says it's truth. Yep. And that's the problem. That's, that's the situation. And that's what's, that's what's going to make this thing continue to get violent. I'm all for the protest. Hey, they have rights. People have rights to protest as long as they want, as much as they want. Um, how, Not however you want, but peacefully. <laughs> peacefully, as much as you want. Keep it going. That's perfectly fine. That is your right. Go for it. But the whole vandalism thing, these people, these, these bad people who are doing it, that has to stop. And in order for that to stop, the propaganda, uh, we can't believe everything. You know, one thing I can't, can't understand um, I can't wrap my head around is how let's take the waking up out of bed story right you have the shop owner and he wakes up out of bed 
on this beautiful morning. COVID-19 is calming down and they have opened, you know, the restrictions. And now he can go back to his store and make money, which he hasn't been making any money since January. Good right? point. And he wakes up and he goes to his store and it's been burnt down. The one thing that he has to supply for his family, yeah. black, white, Mexican, whoever, the one thing he has to supply for his family, the money that supplies the needs to support his wife or her husband or his kids or whoever that's in his household, he can't, he can't use that to support his family anymore. Now he has to go another five months without a source of income because you wanted to run around and burn a, his, his store down. You know, what did the Waterman discount, discount mall, mall. Yeah. do to you? Absolutely. What in the world? They broke this... into a pharmacy as well and took out the safe. Uh, look, let's, let's put this in perspective. The Waterman discount mall is minority ran i mean you have white black mexican hispanic arab everybody's in there they have their stores yeah. right they're running these stores they're trying to make a living for themselves right. and again you run in here you burn the place down you destroy their stores you destroy their earning their life savings how do you how would you feel if somebody did this to you? Like I don't understand Absolutely. why people think the stuff is okay. I'm telling you like, yo, if you one of my friends and you're out here burning things down, yo, you all can delete me. I'm good. Like that's that's just how I feel about it. Absolutely. It's crazy cuz you're not you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything positive for the black community by burning things down. Whoa. Take Take um sorry, let me finish. No, go ahead, go ahead, take, finish it. Please. Take um the Rodney King incident, for example. The LA riots. What did that change? They still out here killing black men. So rioting is not going to change anything. The only way to do it is to do it peacefully by abiding the law, but doing it so that they can hear your voice. That's the only way to do it. If you if you give into violence, then violence is going to be given. Point blank. Absolutely. And with what you just said, um, I was covering against in uh, San Bernardino all the looting that was going on Sunday night uh, to Monday morning. And you look at it, and a lot of these a lot of these small businesses within the community, a lot of them are black owned. Yeah. Um, there was this place called which got looted heavily. It was called uh, Joy's. I think it was called Wig Salon. Mm -hmm. And you have a bunch of people just running out. On with, Waterman? On Waterman. Yeah. Uh, you have a bunch of people. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who's the owner of that place, but it seemed to have been predominantly black products. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was probably. I mean, who knows better about those products than a black person? Right? <laughs> I think so. I mean, you you know I mean, about this product. I don't know the store. I don't know the store. But <laughs> I don't know the store of, owner either. There are a lot of, there are a lot of um, Asian <laughs> store owners that have uh, no, that's true. black that's hair true. products. Yeah, yeah but, no, and there's Asians who have like Mexican restaurants and everything. So forget <laughs> about that. Anyway, so that place was looted heavily. But you got all these places around that place also looted heavily. And all over the place, businesses were broken into. And I'm pretty sure there was several businesses that were owned by black people. This is true. But then that's again, that's unfortunate. 
then again, it's like, why would you do this in your own community? Or anybody that's community. exactly like, you wake up in the morning and you go to stater brothers you wake up in the morning and you go to this hair salon you go to the waterman discount mall like why in the world would you do this to your community that makes no sense you know what i'm saying like i'm really upset because i had to work late mm -hmm. uh yesterday and <laughs> you don't sound upset <laughs> i was really upset i had to work late yesterday and you know uh, my wife was visiting her mom um, so I was like, well, let me stop and get some food before I go home. I couldn't stop and get food because yeah. they had these curfews. Everything was closed. So you're affecting 100%. You're affecting everybody. Yep. All these people that are out here that are working hard. And I'm a truck driver. So I'm bringing in, you know, the things that you need to live day by day. I'm out here working. I come home. I can't even get myself a meal. Yeah. Before you get home. Before or, I get home right. to relax, to go back to work the next day. Right. Because you want to riot and cause all this mayhem to where the governor says you know what we're gonna have a uh, curfew yeah i'm 25 years old <laughs> you put a, he you pulled the, the age card you've got <laughs> the governor <laughs> putting all these adults on curfew because yeah. all these adults want to act like kids yeah come on give me a break absolutely no yesterday same thing i went out i tried to find something to eat uh, i was gonna get something to eat for a person I was going to get something to eat for a, a person upstairs. Uh, he straight up told me, he's like, I'm not going to go out. I'm a black man in America. That's what those were his words. Mm -hmm. And so I went out to go look for something so I could eat and so he could eat. Um, I couldn't find anything. Everything was closed. Everything was closed. And um, I said, okay, well, I texted him. Hey, man, I'm really sorry. Uh, everything's closed. I can't get anything for you today. So I'm, I'm just going to head home, you know, see if there's anything to eat. So... Everyone has to suffer because of this. You yeah. know, there's people who are elderly and rely on uh, big stores or small stores like Walmart or stores in the community. CVS. Couldn't go. Closed. They yeah. Closed all their stores. Oh, no. They, I was, like I said, I was covering these things and CVS, Walgreens, um, these pharmacies for some reason were like the ones that were targeted heavily. Oh, every, mean... every Walgreens, every CVS was hit for sure. Pharmaceutical products run run high. There you so, go. I mean, people are trying to steal these products or steal their safes and yep. get money from this. Like I said, these these aren't protesters. These are people that oh, yeah. are out here for their own personal goal. Like I said, they see the police are being distracted and they see that people are raging in numbers. So in numbers, they feel as though they're not going to get caught. They're not going to get busted. So they're breaking into these stores and stealing and, and looting and taking what they want because they know that the police are preoccupied with another situation. Right. And that's one of the things uh, we pulled up to, um, to the Target area. Um, what is that street? I don't know if it's the Orange Show Street. Yeah. Orange. Where, the tar where Target's at and uh, Turner's Outdoorsman, the gun store. Um, I was heading that. We just started recording on one of our videos uh, where we were covering it live. And you see three people get off the car, like right in front of us. I, I almost ran video, them yeah. over. <laughs> I almost ran them over because, like, they literally just stopped. And I was looking to the right, making sure she was in the right angle. And then she's like, be careful. And I stopped. And they just ran down. And, and you can tell that they were specifically out that night just to loot, just to take advantage of the situation. Because the police officers had their, their hands tied at this point. They were everywhere. They were at every store trying to get. Uh, you heard one of, the, one of the sounds that I could still hear, like, it's funny because two days later, I'm still hearing sirens in my head out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still hear the alarms, you know, the, those alarms that go off when a place gets broken into. I'm hearing them 
Um, but you heard it all over the place. You heard it all over the city. Alarms. Um, you heard the police sirens. And you heard all of that all over the place. Um, and what happened at Target, we were pulling in. And they were already in there. They were already taking stuff. And then you heard a uh, police helicopter say, we have the right to use lethal force. So everybody disperse. Um, and everybody got in their cars, <laughs> drove out as quickly as they could. I try to get as close to the action as I can. And um, everyone left. And, and again, these were all kinds of people. <laughs> all kinds of people yeah. taking advantage of that situation where law enforcement was pretty much booked everywhere. They have their hands and, tied. And that's, that's unfortunate. And I think this kind of thing... Um, this this kind of violence that begins in a city when it overwhelms, it just it um, it brings out the inner the inner man the inner carnal man that the Bible speaks about. That is our nature to do evil. Mm-hmm. You know what we what some of us have maybe even considered doing at times, or or have thought about doing because you know how some people some people play uh, Grand Theft Auto GTA. They play that and they're like, oh, man, I wish I could do this in real life. You know, just take a car that I want and, you know, loot, take whatever. Um, This incites all of that. And then now you have people actually doing it. Why? Because of the situation, taking advantage. And I would say stepping on the memory of of George Floyd because of that. They definitely are. That's that's unnecessary. They're not doing doing anything positive for the protest. They're not like again. I keep saying this. They they're out here for their own gain. Yeah, that's all it is. There's even there's even news and and again this is just talk. I don't know if this is uh something true, but there's they're talking about um people from L.A. being bussed into San Bernardino, um in groups to just kind of incite violence all over the place. There's there's rumors of that. Yeah, so, I've heard I've heard that speculation. Um and you know I've seen pictures of um people dropping off bricks uh and, and on pallets you know yeah i, I can't confirm that because i haven't seen it myself yeah so, i mean but I, i'm not I, you know i don't know how true it is how 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 um if it's propaganda right, if it's lies right. or whatever but at the same time there are people out here that want this to keep going they want the riots to happen they want um anarchy in america they want it so i mean i wouldn't deny it i don't know if it's happening or not because i don't know the story um i haven't seen that story yet mm-hmm. um but i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past um uh, i wouldn't put it past people in america i wouldn't because i feel as though like i said there are people yeah. that want this to continue the people that want the violence to continue and i feel like people will fuel the fire with that being said i wanted to ask you something um we're at the 45 minute mark um so i want to start wrapping up i know you have things to do um or i'm gonna I'm <laughs> so with that being said <laughs> you, have, you have things to do um there's there's like this um i've read a few posts and obviously i'm not going to mention anybody in particular or anything but I, i've i've been seeing it a lot um what do you say about America being the white man's and being racist and all that. I've been seeing a lot of posts in regards to that. Um, and I've been wondering what, what is your take on that? It's just people saying that America is racist and, or that America with a KKK 
instead of a C. There's a KKKA. Um, yeah, so I've been seeing that in a few places on social media. Um, basically, it's like, you know, America is the white man's and this and that. Well, what do you, what is your response to all that? It is true. Okay. Um, America itself is catered toward the white male. Um, it's just, that's history. Um, that's all I got to say about that, really. That's, <laughs> that's all I got. That's it. As, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I have to say there's about this video. that. There is this video. Um, and I'll send you this video. Okay. Um, it was posted, I think it was posted a couple years back. Um, it, it's a video of this man, and he's standing in front of this group of people, all nationalities. And, um, there's a bunch of white people in there, black people, a couple of Mexican guys, I think. I don't know. I didn't really focus any more towards the white and black people. But mm-hmm. um, it's this video, and he says, um, we're going to have a race and whoever wins this race gets this hundred dollars. Right. So he steps all the way back and then he starts to say, well, before we start this race, let me name off a few things. And if this applies to you, oh, I've seen step that. Forward. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Privilege look like. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So he starts to name off all these things and you know, the white people, um, started stepping a little forward, forward, right, more, right, right. forward, more, forward, more until he finished and you see the separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's America, mm-hmm. because you have to think of the position that people have been put in in America. Um, black people coming off from slavery, you know, we still couldn't really integrate with society. Mm-hmm. So then we had our own little sections, our own little groups. Um, and then on top of that, you had, you know, um, Aryan Aryan groups or Aryan supremacy groups. Right. The that, Aryan Brotherhood and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, that would terrorize and harm black people. Um, and then after that, you know, you have your integration into society, but racism is so present and it's huge. And it's like, it's a normal thing, you know, a black man walking down the street and say, Hey boy. And, and, and that's just normal. You know, um, you take that story of the young man that, um, was accused of whistling at a white girl and they hung him. Like these, these are all the, this, this, this is the history of, uh, black people or even minorities in America, because you take um, the Mexican culture. Now it's um, all the Mexicans are illegal and people want to get rid of a Mexican of Mexicans in America. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why? Why do we have such things? But you never hear or see, you know, what I'm saying all this negativity towards what? And you always see that negativity coming from what? You know, um, and as you go on and on and on through American history, you see where each group is placed and how hard it is for each group to grow. You know, um, you have black people being put in neighborhoods and um, where they can't get as much as the white man can get or they can't get the job that the white man can get, right? Then you have things that are formed like gangs. Gangs were originally formed to protect the neighborhood, to protect the community. Yes, it's lost its value, it's lost its weight. Right, like everything Like everything has. But gangs were originally formed to protect the community. And at the same time, you have the government flushing drugs and, and all these narcotics into this, this community. Right. So people wonder and they say, well, why is it that so-and-so can't just go and do this? Because so-and-so is in Los Angeles, has been in Los Angeles his whole life, but he's only been around this particular neighborhood because so-and-so didn't grow up with his father because so-and-so was pushed into the gang life because they have this brotherhood. He feels that brotherhood and he finds these fatherly characters that he didn't have in his life. Right. 
and he grows attached to those characters and he grows attached to that life. The right. money that came so easy for him to get inside this gang life. And again, I'm not accepting it. I'm not saying it's okay, but this is the situation he's in. The right. money that, that's attached to him um, um, moving through and up through this gang life is the money that he couldn't get in society because of the way he looks or the, because of the way he came up. He couldn't afford a suit. So they want to take him at that job interview over the kid that could afford that suit. He came in the interview with um, a button-up shirt and jeans, but this kid could afford a suit. So they, they who, who do they pick? See what I'm saying? Um, you've got kids in, in Los Angeles that are like 15, 20 minutes away from the beach that have never been in their life. And they grow up and they never go because they're stuck in that neighborhood. They're stuck in that area because they feel as though society has given up on them. Wow. This is... This is what this is where my community has been pushed through. And yes, recently there has been an increase of black leaders coming up. There's right. been an increase of um, black millionaires and black mm -hmm. CEOs and business mm -hmm. owners. There has been an increase, but it's still a hard market to fight in. That's the problem. It is still hard. Um, I mean, you're just now getting black female f CEOs. You're just now getting black female billionaire you know what i'm saying like this is just not so the growth america still needs to grow we are so far behind we still need to grow in this aspect and people don't see that uh people don't see that until it's it's brought up until we bring it up until there's a protest and again it's not just black people but this is what the focus is on right i mean because it's it, it, it's definitely in um the mexican community as well mm -hmm. the same thing is definitely in that community as well so when people say that, you know, they talk about white privilege, a lot of people, and see, here's the thing I feel about that. I don't like that term because a lot of people <laughs> use it wrong. Right. A lot of people use it wrong. You know, right. oh, you beat me to the last patty. Well, wow, white privilege. Like, wait, what? <laughs> he was in line. They didn't have any more of that patty. You got to choose a different, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. But it's true. You know, mm -hmm. um, white people in America do have something that, minorities in america don't have you know um a young white kid could yell and scream and cuss out a police officer and just feel okay i mean you take for example and here's 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 a huge example of that. you take um you take the story of the man the bird watcher uh the black bird watcher who was in um central park in new york and he's walking around and he sees this lady with her dog off the leash and he approaches her and he says hey um, you know, it's illegal to have your dog off the leash at the Central Park. You have to put your dog back on the leash. And she says, um, leave me alone. I'll do whatever I want. I'm going to call the cops and tell them that there's a black man that's threatening me. And then she calls the cops. He records this whole thing. She calls the cops in front of him and says, well, there's a black man. He's threatening me and my dog and this and that. Why does she feel as though she had to say, as a white woman, does she feel as though she had to say there's a black man? Instead of saying, oh, there's a man threatening me. There's a black man that's threatening me. She knows what's going on. She knows what's going on in the world. She knows wh how that can turn into, what that can turn into. Right. That's that. When people say white privilege, that's what they're talking about. Because she knows as a white woman, she can call the cops and say, there is a black man and period. That's all she has to say. There is a black man, period. And it would create a sense of urgency. And it will create a sense of urgency. Instead of just saying, as a man, even then, but she was lying the whole time. She was lying. Like she knows that she, well, she doesn't know. She thinks that <laughs> she can get away because she didn't get away with it, but right. she thinks 
that she can get away with something like that yeah. or a black man walking through a neighborhood delivering packages for ups or fedex and they got the cops call on him there was one delivery driver i saw this on the news too i was one delivery oh, yeah, driver. yeah i saw that i saw yeah. that and the guy's yeah. like, well, how did you get the gate code? Well, I'm a yeah. delivery driver. Like, can you go? <laughs> so yeah, I can... tell him it's none of your business. You know, I don't have to give it to you. You know, I'm just trying to go, do my job. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's that's what we're, that's what people are talking about when they talk about white privilege or America being owned by white people. It's, it's because there are so many instances where, as a black man, I'm just going throughout my day, or a black person, I'm just going throughout my day. I'm doing what I have to do. I am being a productive part of society. Right. I am feeding into Pay your society. taxes i'm paying my taxes right. I'm, i mean like i'm doing i don't even run red lights you know <laughs> what i'm saying but there's still an opportunity there's still a chance for me for something negative to happen to me that should never have happened to me in the first place that's exactly what it is and that's why and that's why as black parents we sit down with our children our young black men and we have to explain this to them why that's that's what that's 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 what's so upsetting is why is it that I have I have two boys. I have a one year old and a five month old. I hope I got that age right. So my wife is doing this. And <laughs> we'll bleep out the we'll bleep out the age. Yeah, boop, boop, <laughs> year old. Um, but there comes a time where I will have to sit down and talk to them about how they have to react to the police officers, you know, and people say, oh, well, you know. I do this with police officers and I'm just fine. You know, this never happened to me and this and that, but it's not the same for us. It's not the same. And time and time again, this has been proven and it's not the same for us. So I have to put on a smile. I can't be upset about what's going on. Even if they pull me over for the wrong reason, I can't be upset about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I can't make any wrong moves, anything. I can't do anything wrong. I have to be perfect. Because my life literally depends on it. That is what everybody is upset about. That is what these protests are about. So even if they take this police officer and they bury him under the jail, these protests are still going to go on because the community is fed up. We're done. Like, why is it that every year more and more black men are being gunned down or killed every year? And they're unarmed. Yeah, you know what? They may have been in a situation. They may have deserved to be arrested. Fine. But they don't deserve to be killed. What makes you judge an executioner? That is what everybody's just said about. That is the take. I think that pretty much wraps the point home. It brings it home. And um, someone else has to go home. <laughs> I did want to ask one more question, but I think we're uh, tight on time. I'll go ahead and ask one. So uh, one last question. Um, uh, th there's this lady who said something when I was at the protest. I interviewed her real quick, just asked her why she was giving out drinks um, to the protesters. I didn't ask her, like, why are you doing this? No, it was like I wanted to understand, you know, her thoughts and mm -hmm. her motives behind it. Um, so before anybody gets enraged, like, why would you? No, 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 no. When I asked the lady why, I wanted to. To get her thought process on it. So anyway, so she told me uh, she was doing this because she had babies at home and she couldn't be with the protesters, but she wanted to do her part and uh, you know keep them hydrated. So that was a very kind gesture of the lady. We thank her. But one thing that really hit home is uh, what she said, and she said that the revolution starts at home. 
Uh, so with that being said, I wanted to ask you, I know that there's a demographic of black males growing up with, without fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you say about that? And what what's something that, or, or what do you think that leads to? Or um, what has been your experience with that? Um, growing up, you know, I didn't have my father in my life. We do have a relationship now, but mm -hmm. um, then I didn't have him in my life. Right. And it leaves a hole. Okay. It leaves um, a hole that can be that can be intruded. Use that word. Because there's something about having both parents in your life. You've got the nurturement of your mother and the protection and leadership of your father. Right. Um, and when that is missing, when you don't have that bond, yeah, mom is there, mom is taking care of you. That is true. But when you don't have that bond with your father, you're always seeking for that bond. When that bond is missing, you're always looking for that bond. So if you don't find that bond in the right areas, then that can lead to something else. For example, um, a lot of guys in gangs, a lot of them didn't have their father. And this is true for the Hispanic community as true. well. And, and all communities, all really, communities. that's why a lot of people join uh, gangs to begin with. Um, is it, and they didn't have their father. And um, the gang presented this type of brotherhood um, or fatherhood that they didn't have in their life that they were seeking for their whole life. And they attached to that because they didn't have the father in the household. This also leads, I mean, to other things. I mean, perfectionism. It leads to that too. Like, wow, you know, I don't have my dad. I'm going to show him, you know, I'm become the best. And, and then you work hard to become the best. And then you have some type of breakdown in the future because yeah. you want to be perfect because you want to be better than that man. And, and then it, again, it, it, it does a lot. And a lot of men, it gives um, motivation. You know mm -hmm. what? I'm going to be the best father I can be because my dad right. wasn't in my life. I'm going to do all these things that I didn't get to do with my father, with my kids, you know, and that was a motivation for me, but it splits, it splits, uh, it splits in different ways. But there's this quote that I saw and uh, it said, uh, all attacks, the way to, sorry, the way to take out a country is to take out the family unit that's it you take out the family unit you take out everything because these young men or young women fall into spirals spirals that can only be stopped or prevented by the father figure in the household men build men yeah absolutely and i appreciate you sharing that derek um especially as someone who who grew up in those circumstances but that's that's the beauty of of uh People like Derek in regards to him growing up without a father, but still being a, an active member of society, uh, being someone who hasn't taken that and his life has taken. He's made mistakes just like we all have, you know, uh, and some of them were maybe because of the lack of leadership in certain areas of his life. Uh, like I have, you know, I, I thank God I grew up with a father who was there uh, every step, you know, maybe a little too much, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm very grateful for that, and I'm grateful for people also who didn't grow up with a father, and I'm grateful for their lives, for those people who uh, grew up without a father yet still show amazing values, amazing uh, you know, lives where there are people who want to do good, and, and, that and is, again, that's beautiful to me. Can I, can I ch uh, chime in real sure. quick? Again, it's the situation that they're put in. 
it's a situation that they're put in. Um, I mean, I could have fallen down. I almost went down that road, you mm-hmm. know, until something happened. And I was like, yo, I don't want to be down that road. But I almost went down that road. Right. And I could have. You know, so it's just the situation that everybody is put. Like I said, everybody's situation is different. Like Absolutely. I said earlier, is you have, you know, men that live in Los Angeles that are 15, 20 minutes away from the beach that's never been to the beach. That's a very good point. You know what I'm saying? But that's the situation that they're put in. Everybody is put in a different situation. You know, um, another thing I want to say real quick is if you're looking at certain things, um, the protests, not the riots, not the looting, but the Mm -hmm. protests themselves. And you sit there and say, well, I don't understand because um, I've done this, this, and this, and this goes well for me. You have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes because the situation you've been put in is completely different from the situation that they've been put in. And you have to sit there instead of saying, well, I don't understand why they can't just do this. You have to understand their situation. So I advise, you know, if you're in that um, that mind frame, like sit down and talk to somebody that's absolutely in a different situation from yeah. you to kind of learn from them and glean from their experiences and, and get a better understanding for yourself. I think the whole I think this whole thing could be stopped with understanding. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. People want to be heard and understood. You know, I want you to hear that I'm tired of this and I want you to understand how I feel. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. I want you to hear what I'm going through and I want you to understand what I feel. I want I want you to understand that I don't want to have to talk to my kids about how they have to be different from everybody else in certain situations because they may not walk away with their life. I want I want you to understand how I feel to have to walk around as a big black man to have to walk around with a smile on my face because I could be intimidating to other people and I may not walk away with my life. I want you to understand how it feels to be treated differently because of the color of my skin or the way that I look or the area that I grew up in. Like I want you to understand that and I want you to understand how I feel about that. That's exactly what this is about. And that's why it's so important to have conversations like this because it it opens up the door to talk about these things and to be aware that just because you lived a life a certain way uh, doesn't mean everyone did you know have that opportunity to live whether it's a quote-unquote good life or a quote-unquote bad life everyone has different circumstances um, and a lot of them I mean a lot of us were put into situations in regards to what family we grew up with, what race we are, <laughs> yeah. that was not our choice to pick, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but the beauty of everything is that God has a plan for every person who comes to him and um, every person who comes to the Lord in repentance, um, he will not turn away any one of them. And there is a larger family in, the, in, in heaven. There is a greater family in the Lord, Jesus Christ. And that's a, a family that has no uh, no race, no no classifications. The only classification is a sinner redeemed by grace. That's the only thing. We're all the same in regards to us being sinners. Um, but in this family of Christ, to those who come to the Lord, repent. Repent means turn from your ways. Because us as men, by nature, we are evil. We have evil intents in our heart. But when we come to God, when we recognize that we... You know, we, we are sinners. We come to the Lord and we ask forgiveness. He will forgive those who ask earnestly. 
uh, who turn from their ways and follow him. So, you know, we urge everyone who's listening today uh, to bring bring everything home back to and point it to, to the one who deserves all the glory, all the honor, everything, all the attention is Jesus Christ. Uh, that's our Lord and Savior. Um, we, we come to know him through his word. And um, there, that is the bigger family. But while this is all happening, you know, uh, we, we can speak up. We can raise our voices. We can fight for justice. Um, we cannot take vengeance into our own hands. Vengeance is not ours. It is the Lord's. Uh, so for all of our Christian brothers and sisters listening, you know, if you're trying to take vengeance for what happened to the life of George Floyd, who I believe was uh, a brother in the faith. Uh, I read an article about him, you know, spreading the gospel and all that. Um, so I believe he was a brother. Um, if you really want to do him honor, you know, don't do what they did to him, to anybody or even anything close or an act of violence. The vengeance that will come a rep retribution to every evil deed and unjust person who is unrepented, um, the Lord will do. And he will take care of that. And it's, it's going to be a very horrible thing. The Bible speaks about the day of terror that is to come. Um, but to all those who believe and trust and hope in the Lord, there is mercy and forgiveness in Christ. So we want to put that message out to all of the communities, black, Hispanic, Asian. Uh, right now, we want to focus on the black community simply because we know the black community is hurting and, you know, they want this to stop. Um, my message to you guys is, you know, there is hope in Christ and, you know, continue protesting, continue doing what you have to do. You know, we're with you guys and um, but do it. Do so peacefully. You know, don't let all this propaganda fuel you so that something bad could happen to you because you incited violence, because you, you know, advocated for vengeance. Uh, don't let that get the best of you. Uh, be Christ-like, be meek. Um, blessed are those who are peacemakers, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Remember that. And this goes for everyone. You know, but right now I speak specifically to the black community simply because, you know, they're hurting right now. But don't let your anger cause you to sin. That's what the Bible tells us. So with all that being said, guys, I wanted to open up this conversation. I wanted to let you guys in on it um, so you guys can get it firsthand uh, from two people having a conversation, two minorities, if you will, <laughs> a Hispanic and a black guy, <laughs> black man, uh, Mexican and a black man, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this 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 uh, specific conversation has nothing to do with us mentioning our race, but we said it so you guys can know who's speaking. Uh, so we set it for that. Uh, but other than that, guys, uh, please tune in to the next one and uh, share this. Share this with some people. Um, it might just open up some minds. It might just open up some hearts. And it might help people see things a little bit differently. But most importantly, I think, um, point people to the Lord, Jesus Christ, and to know that there is salvation in him and there is no other name under which man can be saved but our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Derek and I believe that. We believe that we have salvation due to him. And uh, we want everyone to know that apart from everything we spoke about, which is very important, um, there is a greater, greater, greater thing, which is our salvation. And it's what's going to happen to us after we leave this earth, which is temporary, and go back into a world, um, or when we leave this world, go back to what God intended which is a heaven for, for everyone who comes and turns 
turns, repents from their sins, believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a plan of salvation, hope, um, and a home after this one. A home where there's no suffering, a home where there is no uh, racism, nothing, nothing like that. But it's all just God's people. So thank you guys very much for joining us, Derek. Thank you for coming on tonight. I know course, that it was it was something that, you know, I told you, hey, man, I want to get you on. Can you do it? And he said, yeah, let me <coughs> move a few things around. He's here. Um, and he I'm glad he, to be here. Glad to be here. Needs to get home. Got to get home. Got to get home to his babies, to his family. Um, and I think you have some housework to do or something like yeah. that. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely take care of the household as a responsible man. Um, and that's what I love about Derek. He is a father of two, uh, has an amazing wife, and um, he's making a difference in, in his community. Um, and in all those who know him, he's an outstanding person. And, and I really appreciate having him as a friend um, and as someone I can have these conversations with. Because not everyone is open to have these conversations, mm -hmm. but I feel like we should. Yeah. You know. So. Derek, thank you so much, man. Uh, that's it for today. We are signing off for tonight. Derek, right. thank you so much. You have a good night and uh, enjoy your time at home. God bless. Bye-bye. Over and out. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to episode 35, A Conversation with Two Minorities. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we hope to see you very soon on the next one. Please. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Alpha Omega TV. Um, also, we do have a Facebook, so please make sure to like us on Facebook. And if you'd like, please comment, uh, leave a voicemail via Anchor, or uh, feel free to shoot us an email. Everything will be in the description. We thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will see you on the next one. This is Franco, your host, tuning out, over and out.